We, going, we are going to be learning Lekutu Sichas Chelek Yotas, the first Sicha on Parsha Sezinu. Just to give a quick introduction, in Parsha Sezinu is the famous Shira that Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people um, that when they fulfill the words of Hashem, they'll be rewarded, and if they don't, there'll be punishments, and gives many, many details about the covenant that they're making with Hashem. Um, regarding this, the first Pasuk says, Hazinu Hashmaim Vesish Pa'aretz, Moshe Rabbeinu calls the heavens and the earth to bear witness, to be witnesses for this song which is being said to the Jewish people. So this sikha is first of all going to be discussing this idea of the Shemaim, the arts being witnesses according to the Pirish Rashi. And it's important to point out that this idea of the Shemaim arts being witnesses has already been mentioned a few times. It was mentioned earlier in Parshas Nitzavim, which is in Perak Lamed Aleph, Pasik Yutes, the Pasik says, he says, I call forth the Shemaim, the arts, to be, bear witness against you this day. I have put before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life if you and your offspring would live. And then it's mentioned again, right at the end of Parshish Feyelach, uh, just a few psukim earlier, in Pasuk Perak Lamed Aleph, Pasuk Chavtes, it says, uh, sorry, Pasuk Chavches, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the, the tribe of Levi to gather for him the elders of the tribes that I may speak all these words to them and that I may call heaven and earth to bear witness, to witness against them. And then again, on our parsha, it says, So those are the three times that it's mentioned and this is really going to be discussing what the differences are between these three times that the thing is being mentioned, and just to make it a little bit simpler, this last time of Pasuk Chavches, where he gathers the Zikne Shiftechem and makes the heavens and earth witnesses, that is really, he's notifying the elders that he's going to be making Shemaim Arts witnesses, and then in Pasuk Aleph of Periklamid Beis, he's actually making them the witnesses. He's telling the Shemaim Arts to listen to the, to the warning, to the song. So let's read it inside, and all these details will become more clear. Okay, Sif Aleph. On this week's parsha, on the pasuk, listen, O heavens. Rashi explains that I am warning the Jewish people. And you will be witnesses regarding this matter. Meaning, is you will be witnesses that, uh, that that about this warning. A, first of all, that they were warned, and B, that if they ever transgress it, you will be the witnesses that say that they're transgressing. Because I told them, meaning the Jewish people, that you will be Edim. And similarly, the continuation of the Pasuk says, Sishma Arts, it's the same idea. He's telling the, the earth that they will be Edim uh, for the warning. So, why did he need, why did he make the Shemaim Arts Edim? So, Amar Maisha, Ani Bas Vadam, Lamach, Ani Mais. So, Im Yem Yisro, like Habano, Lena Bris, Mi Ba, Makisha. So the reason why he chose them, because Moshe Rabbeinu says, I can't be the aid, I'm flesh and blood. Tomorrow I'm going to die. We know this was said on the last day of Moshe Rabbeinu's life. So if the Yidin in the future will say, we do not accept upon us this bris, who's going to come and contradict them? Therefore I'm making Shemaim arts aid them because they are Kayim, they are around forever. Maybe Rashi perish Naisif. Then Rashi brings another pshat. Furthermore, that if the Jewish people are zeicha, 
meaning they follow the bris, then the witnesses will come and give the reward. As it brings the Pasuk in Zechariah, it says the, the vine will give its fruits, and the earth will give its produce, and the heavens will give its due. If they are chayev, then the hand of the Edom will, will come upon them first. As we know, the rule is that, um, that when Edom come to testify about a particular individual, that he that he's chayv misa that he didn't aver that he be chayv misa for, if the person is found guilty, the edim are the first ones to carry out the punishment, and only after, for example, if let's say they're chayv skila, it will be the edim that push the person off uh, the 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 the, uh, the high structure, and they're the first ones to throw the rock upon that individual, and then all the other Jewish people. Help out. So if they're going to be chayv, the 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 Aiden, which will be the Shemayim Arts, will be the first ones to act, execute the, the the judgment. And as the pasuk says, the pasuk says the heavens will uh, will be sealed and will not give any more water. So we see that the heavens and Hulu, the continue Rashi says we see the same thing by the earth. Okay. So Rashi. So what's Rashi coming to explain? What's bothering him? He says says the question in the Pasuk is that Moshe Rabbeinu says, listen, O heavens. But he doesn't actually say anything to the heavens. The whole Parsha has to do, to, has to, is, is relevant to the Jewish people, has no relevance to the Shemayim Arts. So why is he calling that Shemayim Arts to listen to the speech that has nothing to do with them? So therefore, it's regarding the Jewish people, how they're supposed to conduct themselves, and what will be the outcome if they do not conduct themselves properly. Therefore, Rashi explains that he was calling forth the heavens and the earth that they should come and hear that they will be Edim about the warning. And then he explains, oh, but why, why, why am I picking the Shemaim arts to be the Edom? And he gives two reasons. One reason, as we said, is because they are eternal. And the second reason is because they could, they are, they could be the Edom that will, because they are the Edom that will have the capabilities to give the punishment or the reward first. Okay? I'm sorry for The ill will say parashim itself and then because of the Yisrael the Shemaim arts. Earlier on in Parshas in Seven, which I, I quoted earlier, this is in Periklam Pasuk Yates, it says over there that Hadis that I invoke as witnesses, I invoke uh, as witnesses the heavens and the earth. Hadis Pirish Rashi Also over there, the first time it's mentioned, Rashi explains that Shehem Kayam he says they are in existence forever and therefore when the bad will happen to you they will be witnesses that I warned you regarding all of this which seems just seems like that seems like it's the same thing as our first shot and second shot Rashi gives over there Hashem tells the Jewish people, gaze up at the heavens that I created to serve you. Maybe it has changed its characteristics. Maybe it hasn't gone up in the morning. So ma'elu He says, these heavens and earth, 
that if they do what Hashem wants, they don't get reward. And if they go against Hashem wants, they don't get punished. But nonetheless, they do exactly what Hashem wants, even though there's no reward and punishment involved. So for sure, you, for, for sure the Jewish people, that you, uh, you do have Sechar V'Einish, for sure you would have to listen and follow the Torah. So that is, according to Rashi and Parshat Tzavim, why the Shemaim arts were choosing as, choosing as Edim. One, because they're eternal. And two, uh, and two, it seems like because if you look at the heavens and the earth, they themselves explain to you what you did wrong right, or what you're supposed to be doing. And do what Hashem wants. So the any moving. Aleph, ma pasher shaylis Rashi kan lama hid behem shemayim arts kasher leil minei lamdanu kvar derech ideisa shemayim arts or into the time of shemis manu leidim. The question is why in our parsha does Rashi ask the question why does he make shemayim arts as edim? He already explained why the shemayim arts are edim just in parshas netzavim two prakim earlier. So why repeat it? He already asked that. We know the answer because they're kayam ala'ilam and when something bad happens, they'll be aided or because of looking up the heavens, they're the inspiration for you to do the right thing. So we know why they were chosen as Adam. So why is Rashi asking this again? Even if you have an answer for this prior question, why he's repeating this question and an answer, and you know, Rashi wants to, for whatever reason, Rashi wants to repeat it. We still have an issue. Nonetheless, how you love Farsha because should have explained it in this week's Parsha in short, because he already mentioned it once. So, Vlam Hebi Rashi, Kola Richas Inyan Parshazu, Kasher Nemar Inyan, Bepam Hashemis, Veloi, Bepam Harishayna, Lapasa Tesib Chem Hayemis Shmaim Gaimer, Sham Pirish Rak, Bikitzer Shem Kiamal Elam Kasher Tikraeschem. Why is it that in our Parsha he explains it Bikitzer? While in Parsha, sorry, in Parsha Nitzavim, he explains the Bikitzer, while in our Parsha, he gives a much lengthier explanation. He gives a lot more details. It should have been the other way around. The first time he mentioned it, he should have given all the details so you understand the concept. And then when he mentions it the second time, we already are familiar with this idea, and he wants to repeat it for whatever that reason is, he mentions it in short. And that will remind you just by mentioning, oh yeah, this is what we already learned earlier, and then you'll remember the entire concept. That seems the more logical way of doing it. And Gimel, we also need to understand regarding the second shot Rashi gives in our parsha. He says. We, we know that the, it seems like the first shot that Rashi gives in parsha and that the first shot that he gives in our parsha are the same. But the second shot that Rashi gives in Parshat Nesav and the second shot he gives here are actually different. So the question really is, there's, three, there's really three perushim, three reasons why he made them as Edim. Parshat Nesav mentions two of them, and in Parshat Hazinu mentions two of them. Right? The, first one, the first reason being mentioned in both places. Reason number two is mentioned only in Parshat Nesav, and reason number three is only mentioned in Parshat Hazinu. So the question, of course, is why? So he says, this that we do not mention the reason of Parshat Nitzavim over here in Parshat Zazinu, meaning the explanation of look up into the heavens and be inspired how they never change the, 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 the characteristics that Hashem gave them. Our Parshat does not mention this reasoning about looking up to the heavens. That is very understood. Moving. He says that parsha, 
Moshe Rabbeinu was talking to the Jewish people, and he was telling them, Hadesi I am making witnesses against you this day, the heavens and the earth. So he's speaking to the Jewish people. So he's telling the Jewish people that they're going to be pointed, that the heavens and the earth will be pointed as Eden. So he says, over there he's talking to the Jewish people. So when he's talking to the Jewish people, it makes sense that Rashi is going to bring the shot. Why is he telling the Jewish people that the heavens and earth will be witnesses? Is because it's important for them to know that. Because when they look into the heavens and earth, that itself will remind them how they're supposed to conduct themselves. But in our week's parsha, he's talking to the heavens and earth. So it doesn't make sense. Why would he, he doesn't need to tell them this explanation about why they're being the ones being chosen as Adim because they're going to inspire the Jewish people. That's not really relevant for them. That's, that's going to happen automatically. The Jewish people will look, they'll be inspired. But that's not relevant for the Shemaim arts themselves to know. But the second shot in our parsha, in parsha Sazinu, which, which says that the Edim themselves will come and give the schar. That, of course, is re- very relevant for the Shemaim arts to be known that. Therefore, it's mentioned in Parsha Zizinu. But still, that should have also been mentioned in Parsha Zizinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Bnei Yisrael that the heavens and earth will be the witnesses. So he should have told them like this. So he should tell the Jewish people that if you do what you're supposed to be doing, you'll, the Edom will give the schar. So that's also something that, which would help them and awaken to them and require them to do the right thing, having this explanation there too. So why wouldn't... But it seems like it's not relevant over there because Rashi doesn't bring it, but why not? So why is it that the first time it's mentioned, it's not brought? Only when Moshe Rabbeinu was talking to the heavens and the earth itself, that's when it is brought. So those are the three uh, questions on our Rashi. Just again, uh, um, quickly to remind you, uh, we're, we're comparing our Rashi to the Rashi in Parshas Mitzavim, uh, where he gives a little, he gives different, he, gives, uh, he also explains the reasoning why there's Adam. So the question is, why does Rashi need to again ask the question why there's Adam in our parsha? He already asked it in Parshas Nitzavim and gave an answer there. Two, if for whatever reason we do need to repeat the question and answer, it should have been that in Parshas Nitzavim should have been the answer with a lengthy, lengthier answer, while in our parsha should have been the shorter version, not the shorter version of Parshas Nitzavim and the long version of Parshas Zizino. And the third question is, why is it that the Pshat and our Pasuk, regarding that the heavens and the earth will give the reward first, and the punishment first, is not mentioned in Parshat Tzatzavim? Okay, base. Gan Sarach Lahavim Kamad Diyukim Pirish Rashi. Is that what you also need to understand many Diyukim in our Rashi? Alos Shema Ma'arich Rashi Mepharash Kachem Ma'arich Lahem Shatim Tiyu Edim. Ma'anagaz Khan Ha'idol L'Shemayim Arch B'nei Yisrael Nespasro Advar HaYosim Edim Aleim. Why does Rashi need to add words which seemingly are not relevant? He says, he first says that um, I'm, gonna, I'm warning the Jewish people and that you're going to be Adam. And then he says, because I told the Jewish people that you're going to be Adam. Why is it relevant for the heavens and the earth to know that the B'nai Yisrael were told that they're going to be Adam? It doesn't make a difference if the Shemaim arts know that the, that, that the Jewish people know. The Jewish people know. because I was, we, we know that they know because it, it was, I was told to us in the end of last week's parsha that um, 
he calls forth the uh, you know he called forth the elders and told them that he's going to make the Shmaiv arts witnesses. But why is it relevant for the Shmaiv arts themselves to know that? Oh, by the way, the Jewish people know that you're witnesses. Who cares? So the Rebbe is going to give two Purushim that the other Mefarshim give because seems, but he's not going to like them. The first shot he gives is from um, the Marik. The Sif Sechum brings it. The Sif Sechum brings up a shot that because maybe the Jewish people won't want them to be Adam. And therefore, he's, they're telling them, don't worry, the Jewish people have agreed that you could be Adam. He says, that doesn't make any sense. He says, it doesn't make a difference. If the defendant was told, was, gives permission uh, that the one who's giving them the warning uh, if the witnesses will be witnesses. The one who, the defendant doesn't get a choice. There's witnesses see something happening, they testify. Why is it relevant if the Jewish people knew that they're going to be, or agree, sorry, if the Jewish people agree that they're going to be Adam. Let's say the Jewish people didn't agree. Still they would be Adam. So it doesn't really make sense so much why they needed to know that the Jewish people agreed, because even if they didn't agree, they would still be Adam. Second reason is given from the Gorariye. says that Hasra only helps when the defendant knows that there's Aden there. Meaning, it's not enough just getting, giving the guy a warning, and you have Aden, you know, Aden are hiding. The one who's when he, when the defendant gets the warning, he needs to also know that there's Aden that are watching the um, warning being given. So in order for the warning to help, that he needs to know. I, I, part of I'm, the guru doesn't explain why, but I'm just gonna. I think the reasoning. Part of the reasoning is that the purpose of a warning is, in a sense, to um, let him know about this, the strictness about like you will be punished. Something bad will be happening to him. He says if you do this thing, this you know, if you're mechal shabbos, you will get punished. So if he doesn't think there's Adam around, he's like, I'm not going to get punished anyways. But when he says, oh, there's also Adam, and you just got warned that if you do this, the Adam will go and testify that you're going to be, uh, that you did this wrong thing and if you're warned, then you're going to get punished, that that kind of scares him. So therefore he needs to know that there's Adam. But if he doesn't know that there's Adam, he just got a warning, he might not take it as seriously. Right? The whole purpose of the straw is to warn the guy, uh, or at least part of the purpose is to warn the person and, and remind him the seriousness and that he would get punished. So he needs to know that that actually happened. So maybe that's the reasoning why the Shemaiva arts needed to know um, that the Jewish people knew that they were Edom. He says, still, that's any aspect. That shot won't be enough. He says, still, that's not really, that doesn't matter to the witnesses themselves. That's only, again, matters to the one who's being warned. The one who's being warned needs to know that there's Adam. The Adam themselves don't need to know. Do they, you know, does the defendant know that I'm watching? Does the, does the Musra know that I'm watching him being warned? That's again not really relevant. They're just watching what's happening. And they see the, 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 the Asra happening, etc. Um, fine. So again, that question doesn't completely answer it because even if they didn't know, as long as the Jewish people knew, that would have been enough. That's one issue. The Rashi says that the Jewish people says we never accepted upon ourselves the bris who will come and contradict them. Rashi says that 
the source pashas of Rashi is from the Sifri, but he uses a different Rashi. He says that maybe they will come and say we never accepted upon ourselves the Torah. So why does Rashi change the Lashon and says without Edim, they'll say that we never accepted upon ourselves the bris. So saying the Torah means that they will negate and say that we never accepted the Torah mitzvahs at all. What's the deek over here? Okay, Gimel. So we have one more question. By answering this question, we'll be able to explain everything else. He says, He says, The implication of Rashi is that the words of Moshe that I am invoking as witnesses this day, the heavens and earth, and the end of Parshat Tzavim, and the Edus of our Parshat of Afzuzinu Vishalayim, is the same thing. Right? So, what happened earlier um, in Perak uh, Lamed and, and and also in our parsha is the same speech. Just over there, what's the difference? The only difference is, as Rashi explains there, the Yisrael Amr, then parsha only told the Jewish people about what's going to happen in the future. But he didn't tell the Shemaim arts yet. And now, in this week's parsha, he's telling the heavens and earth that they're going to be witnesses, therefore they should listen. Rashi says in our pasuk, that as that I said to them, right? Meaning, as I as I told the Jewish people that you will be Adim. So we see that the Jewish people knew that they're going to be Adim. That was in Parshas Tzavim they were warned. But when were the, the heavens and earth themselves made Adim? That was only in our parsha. So that's the Pashtas. He's a Bapashas that's not correct because it was two different speeches. Moshe Rabbeinu in Parshan Tzavim said a speech over there that was about you know, life and death, choosing life, uh, choosing life and, and, and doing the right thing, choosing the good and choosing life and not choosing death and, and the curse. While in our Parsha it's about the Shir Sazinu. So it's two different speeches. So what is Rashi saying? That these are the same words. That I told them that you're going to be Eden. And the only chilik is, now Moshe Rabbeinu is letting them know that they're going to be Eden. Right? So Rabir Bezeh. Mecholzeh. So Pirish Tevas Edus Kapshuta Vakamakam Sukum Oisimin Lizikhanadavansun. The Rebbe is going to be changing um, the word Edus, we've been translating the whole time as appointing as witnesses. Uh, right? Edus means a witness, but the truth is the word Edus in the Torah, if we look at every time that it's mentioned, it actually sometimes has different connotations. It doesn't always mean a witness or or giving testimony. Sometimes it can mean an ois, which means a sign or simon, a symbol, as a remembrance for a certain thing. And the Rebbe is going to bring a bunch of examples. This type of idea, that it's a sign, can come in many different ways. First of all, this is establishing a, a sign for a particular event, a particular thing. The first type of sign that we can have is that you make a sign, but it has no connection to the theme of that which it is a sign for. 
We know much earlier on in the Torah, um, Avram and Avimelech. So Avimelech comes to Avram, wants to make a bris with him, that there will be peace. So after they make a bris, and after that they make that bris, Avram and Melech turns to Avimelech and gives him seven sheep. So Avimelech asks him, what are these seven sheep for? So Avram answers, these are the seven sheep that you're going to take from me. This is an Ada that I dug this well. Meaning is there was a fight between the um, shepherds of the Plishtim and Avram Avinu who owned that uh, pit, the, 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 the well. And they made a deal that whoever that you approaches the well and the water will rise up to that individual, that means the well belongs to them. Avram approached it, rose up for him, so they knew that it belonged to Avram. So Avram Avinu says to Abimelech, take these seven sheep as an Ada, as a witness, as a, as a sign. So we, first of all, we see two things over here. First of all, we see clearly the word Ada does not mean witnesses. Obviously, the seven sheep are not witnesses um, for any event. Rather, what's happening over here is that they were the, they're a sign, they're a symbol by me giving you, by me, tr- this transaction is basically the symbol that the bear, that this well belongs to me. But the second point is that also that it has no connection. The giving of seven sheep has no connection that the bear belongs to Avramavino. So you know what it would be simple to just give an example, maybe in modern day culture where we can find such a thing, is when two business uh, people make a transaction, a deal, and they shake on it. There's no contracts, there's no, uh, there's no contracts. All they do is they shake. So the shaking doesn't really mean anything. Like, so we shook hands, so. No, but the idea is that the shaking of the hand is a symbol that we've both agreed. So if, uh, you know, if a year goes by and one of the people want to um, leave or, or, or go against the, the agreement that they said, you know, the person will say, hey, wait a second, we shook on it. We shook on this deal, so we had an, you know, uh, we had a handshake on it. So this is this is the deal that we made. So similarly over here, if Avimelach or any of his shepherds would come in the future and say these these wells do not belong to Avramavino or his family, they say, what do you mean? You guys accepted the seven sheep. You guys took the seven sheep. Remember that seven sheep? That was the symbol. That's like you remember you shook. It's kind of like saying you shook on it. Remember that you, Avimelech, your king, shook on it. Or it's saying, saying he took the seven sheep. That's the same idea as like shaking on it. Even though there's no connection technically between the seven sheep and this that Avram owns the heir, but it's the same idea of making a handshake, which has nothing to do with a real estate transaction, for example. He says the seven sheep on their own have no connection to this Indian, and they don't express or, or at all that Avraham was the one that dug the, the, the well. It's only that Avram and Yivimelech agreed between them that the seven sheep will be the sign, that will be the, 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 the gesture um, that, that he dug the well and it belongs to Avram This type of symbol does not need to last forever. Just like, for example, the handshake. The handshake lasts one second. But it's the idea that there was a handshake is um, what makes the, the agreement binding in a sense. So similarly, it's the idea that Avram Avinu gave him the seven sheep and Abimelech accepted it. That shows that he agreed that it belongs to Avram Avinu. He says, It's the purpose, it's the idea behind the, te- the, the, the symbol, which remains even afterwards. 
כמובן בפשטוס, ששבה התבוסס לאכול כל משך הזמן שהיה צריך בעדה, ולא כל משך חיה אברהם אף על פי שהעדס ועשים שם שימשו זמן רב לאחר מכן, אז זה understood but simply that the seven sheep did not live the entire time that they were a symbol. They didn't even live as long as the life of Rabbi Melech, and for sure they didn't live generations after that. So this simon was just for a few moments, it could have lasted a few years before these sheep died, but nonetheless they were able to be used as a simon for a, a transaction which will be remembered much later, for a much later period. Okay, base. Then there's an edus, a simul davar m'sum, but even sheish was a shaykhus t'chayim. And then sometimes there could be a simon, but there is a connection between the simon, the, the symbol, and that what it is connected to. Al-derech, dukma, for example, ha-gal, shehitzev, yakur avinu, b'tur eid, b'noi l'vein l'ovan. Eid ha-gal hazev, eid ha-matseva im'ani, lo'i avar alach ha-sgal hazev, yata lo'i tavar alai, sagal hazev, and s'vaseva al-zoi slara. When Avram avinu left l'ovan, they made a pact, they made a bris between each other, and they made a hill. A pile of rocks as the symbol that they will have peace, and it was that the hill was that this is this is the symbol this this mound that I will not cross over this mound to do bad to you, and you will not cross over the mound to do bad to me. This type of um, sign is also just a simon. Obviously, the hill itself, the mound itself, will not come to testify, can't testify. It's an animate object. Elamai, what is it? It's a symbol. It's like the handshake, but there's a very important difference. And he says, nonetheless, there's still a symbolic idea over here which is connected because the, the hill is kind of like a mechitza. So what it's trying to say is that we're making this mechitza between us that we're going to have the separation that there's not going to be any bad being done. There's going to be like a separation that we're, we'll, we'll have peace basically between each other. Okay. So those are the two types of edus, the two types of symbols that we can have. Okay, so Mazen Muvah Binyanin. Belimina Pasik Hadisi Bechama Yayim is a Shmaiva Arts. So in Parshan itself, and where it says that I am invoking the heavens and the earth as an aid, Meduber Be'edim Shainim Basavadam. We're talking about edim, we're talking about symbols which are not flesh and blood. Inkal Kushi Bavanas Teichana Edus, a Sibas Bechasan Shaidim Elu Dafka. There's no question about the the theme of the testimony or the reason why they were chosen as witnesses. He says, because it doesn't really matter. There's no question like, why were they chosen as the symbols? It doesn't really make a difference why they were chosen. As we said, that sometimes the first way of making a symbol is that even if the items have no connection at all to what is being discussed, they're still able to be chosen and used um, as that symbol. So in our, just to, in our week's Parsha, Parsha says, you know, when he's making them Adem, the question is, why is the heaven and earth being Adem? Why don't you make Moshe of the aid? So what we say, okay, we say that we need something which is eternal, fine, that makes sense. But over here, Rashi's not coming to say, why are you making these things at the aid? Because it, it, it doesn't really, it's like asking, why do Avram Avinu make the seven sheep as, as the symbol? It doesn't make a difference. The point is, we needed a symbol. So in Parshas Hazinu, the idea of the Shemaim arts, when they were not being used, this is the Chidosh of the Rab, they weren't being used as witnesses, they were being used as a symbol. And therefore, Rashi is not asking and doesn't bother him why they were chosen as symbols. His question is actually something else. Rashi is just coming to explain what are they a symbol for. And the answer is that when something bad will happen to you, they will be the symbols or the edim that I 
have warned you. Right, so that is the symbol. So Mashin the Drashantan, Adim Kaidushim Kamlam, I so why do you need Adim which are there forever? So it's again, so this that they're there forever is not explaining why they were chosen. No. They were they, it doesn't make a difference why they were chosen. They were chosen for whatever it doesn't make it, but it doesn't matter because it doesn't have to have a connection. What were they chosen for? To be a symbol that if something happens to that to the Jewish people, it's because they were went against the bris that they made it with Hashem. Rashi adds that they were something which is kaim la'olam to explain why we needed a type of simon which would last forever. So they weren't chosen because they last forever, but they, we needed specifically something which would last forever. So technically, if we had something else which could last forever, that also would have worked. It was, he's trying to explain why we need something which would last forever and not like the seven sheep. He says, the reason is because the seven sheep, even though, it was, it was, since it was only relevant for a particular place, and it was only relevant between Avram and Melach and his children after him, therefore the Zechar only need to be Nimshach for a few generations, and, and, and in a particular place. So therefore, that's all you needed. But this is something that needs to be around for all the Jewish people, all times, wherever they're going to be. Therefore, it's not enough just to make a simon of making sheep, something like that. They need something which would, um, you know, you can see it from anywhere in the world, like the heavens and the earth. We need something that would last um, for all times. Therefore, it was the heavens and the earth which were chosen to be the symbol, again, even though they, they themselves technically don't, don't not necessarily express the purpose of the breast, but they they were just chosen as that symbol. Okay, Allah Shapirza any mechuvedar, but there's still a problem with this pshat. Emosai masam lemar davar mesuyim shu meshamish keedus simim zichron davar acher shein lekel shaychas olav rakasher hutzvay deha adam yikarlech vanazu shilusamim shazu maske. He says, when can you say that something could be used, an item could be used as a symbol? That's only when the people involved established and do something with the symbol. Like Avram Avinu took sheep and he gave it all to, uh, to Abimelech. Abimelech accepted it. Ah, there's a symbol. I took on my hand, you took it your hands. We shook it, we both, we did something. But the heavens and the earth are, have been around since creation. In the same way, they're kind forever. It doesn't make so much sense to say that they're not specified to be used as a symbol. And nothing actually happened. So what exactly is being remembered? Like by, uh, like, you can remind me, oh, remember that handshake we did? We both agreed on it. Or the, the gal, or, or the seven sheep you accepted. But over here, nothing actually happened with the Shemaim art. So it's how exactly are they going to be used um, as the symbol? Rashi, <clears throat> Therefore, Rashi was the second shot that Hashem is telling the Jewish people to look at the heavens and see how it never changes the commands uh, I gave it. And, and they do it even though they don't get reward and punishment, so for sure the Jewish people should do what I'm asking because they do get reward and punishment. Meaning is that the Shemaim arts, Mitzadar, very existence and identity, they are a simon that reminds us and awakens us and uh, 
and gives us the um, and gives us the inspiration to do what Hashem wants. So therefore it doesn't make a difference that oh the Shmaim arts were always there because the purpose of looking at the heavens and earth is about the Toichin, their theme. So therefore it makes sense uh, even though they were always around that they could still be used as the symbol that this is the, like the, the heavens and the earth is a symbol about our bris is because they, they themselves express what our bris is about. So according to the first pshat, <clears throat> they didn't do anything in a sense to the heavens and the earth. The, even looking at the heavens and the earth is not connected to the whole verse. So what exactly, why, so what exactly, um, so what is making it into a bris? But over here we're saying is the very existence reminds us of the bris that the Jewish people and Hashem had. So taking a sense as that is the symbol, by just thinking about that symbol that automatically reminds you about the bris. So that's the mile of that one. But according to the second shot, <coughs> the word Hayyayim doesn't fit. It says, because I'm making them as an aid today. According to the second shot, why does this say Hayyayim? The Chayra, they were always, it's, it's from their very existence. They are. They remind the Jewish people about doing Torah and mitzvahs just by looking at it. So it's always there. It's not specifically that day. Like I'm making this day. It's, it sounds like something's happening on that day. That this day I'm making them as Adam. They're always. Are, were even before that they were able to be used as Adam, and later than that because of their very existence of, and what they do. But Mashenkin the fear peishes sheni afa pisha simen negel achrez that. All right. Kviyas Adam mechir asam kisimen. According to the first shot, even though the simon isn't specifically for that day, it's for the future, but the point is that on that day, he made them the symbol. Because according to the first shot, they were not, it's, there's no reason why they should be a symbol. It's just that Moshe Rabbeinu chose them as the symbol because there's something which is going to be around forever. They, they, they can be seen uh, you know, wherever the Jewish people would be. So on that day, Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that made them into a symbol. Therefore, um, therefore, it says the word Hayyim in the Pasuk. So that's the mile of that one. So, the, the, the common denominator between these two types of Eidos is that it doesn't need to be a human being. That's the Eid. And it doesn't even, the Eidim themselves don't even need to know that they, they are the symbol. It's, it's as long as the people who are involved in the bris or involved in the transaction know what the symbol is, that's fine. The symbol itself doesn't need to know. It could be an animate object. So therefore, but learning our week's parish, when Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the heavens to listen, the earth to hear, you can't say in this week's parsha that Moshe Rabbeinu is just making them symbols because why is he talking to them? If, it, it, in order to be a symbol, you don't need to know what you're, that you're, you don't even need to know that you're a symbol. You definitely don't need to know what you're a symbol for. But so if Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to them directly and tells them to listen, they're not just being a symbol. Rather, we must say that they are being witnesses about a particular event or a particular speech. Fine. 
Therefore, Rashi is mechadish that in Parshas Hazinu they are taka edim. So there's a big difference between what they were in Parshas Hazinu and what they are now. In Parshas Hazinu they're just symbols, while in our Parsha they are witnesses. So this already at least starts to explain the difference between Parshas Hazinu and our Parsha, because we said at the beginning it seems like one of the questions was that that it seems like uh, according to Rashi that they are that it's the same speech. Just over there, he's telling the Jewish people that they're going to be Adam, and over here, he's telling the, the heavens and earth that they're going to be Adam. So we're saying that's incorrect. Over there, they're being a symbol. Now, they're being a symbol for what was discussed over there about choosing life. So they talk, were made as a symbol for that speech about the Jewish people choosing life. While in this week's parsha, there's a different speech happening, and this one they're actually being Adam for. That's where Rashi over here brings the question, why are we making them Shmaim arts? So our question was, our first question number one was, didn't he already explain that earlier? In Parshas Nitzavim, why they're being chosen as Edim? Why is he asking the question again over here? So the explanation is, Pirish Kishav and Shazel Edis Gemura, Madu Bachar, Bashmaim Arts, Davkik Edim, Lebene Adam, Kib Edim, Bacholotaira. So the reasoning is, he's asking a different question. Over there, he just wants to know why those things were chosen as symbols. Our question over here is, why are they being chosen as witnesses? Because usually in the Torah, you don't make heavens and earth a witness, you usually make people witnesses. So why don't we just have people become the witnesses? And that's the question you need to answer. Blamer. In Shailas Rashi Khan, Heich Haibem Shmaim Arts, Kate said, Yatachan, Minas Shmaim Arts, Kate Malkach Shamisha, Hisra Bisraha, Afsha in him a dam in Yam Nashmaya, Lahavan. He says, the question of Rashi is not, how do you make inanimate objects witnesses? How do you make the Shemaim arts? They can't hear, they can't speak. How do you make them the witnesses? Because we already know earlier, Rashi explained regarding the grass, that they also have a mind, at least some type of spiritual mind. That says like this, That's over the Rashi explains, that we have the, you know, there's an issue of kilaim, when different species of um, plant life mix with each other. So it's said over there that, that the Tashayim didn't do it, didn't, didn't, um, didn't mix, mix either. Why? The command was only the chayr given to the trees. It says by the trees that they need to be lemoneo and they need to stay with their own kind. It doesn't say that's by the grass. So the reasoning is because the grass made a kavachayim. He says if the trees, which are so large and already separate really from each other, they're not so easily confused. Nonetheless, they need to grow on their own. So for sure, us with grass, we're small, we grow all together and it's very easy to get mixed and have that. For sure, we need to make sure that we're keeping separate. So the point is, it's clear that they have a mind. So clearly, there is the possibility by grass, and for sure by heavens and earth, the idea of understanding and listening. The rabbi also points out in Ara 35 that we know the famous story of the sun and the moon, that this, the, the moon came to complain, but how can you have two, in a sense, rulers in the sky? So Hashem made the moon smaller. So clearly they have this idea of Havana. But Rashi's question only is, why did we choose the heavens and the earth to be Edom and we didn't make people the Edom? Therefore, Rashi explains that Moshe says, I'm a human being. Tomorrow, I'm going to be Mace. 
So therefore, and there's a chash the Yidim might say in the future that we never accepted this bris. Therefore, we need Edom, which are kaim Edom, that they could always contradict that claim. So that's answer number one. Why were they chosen as Edom, not people? Because they are forever. Question is, since they're, they're being used as proper Edom, so the main purpose of an Edom is not just that Edom know about the words and know about a certain event that happened. The purpose is that at a later date they actually testify and cause a change in the judgment, meaning as the Edom come in, they give their, uh, their, their, their testimony, and that actually changes what the world will be. So, so how is that possible for the heavens and the earth that they will be used um, as Edom? So this is what Rashi is coming to explain in a moment. Therefore, Rashi explains very simply. This is not a second shot as we thought initially. Rather, the oid is a continuation of the previous shot, just explaining how exactly are they Edom. So it explains. That if they were Bizeicha, the Edom will come and will give their schar. Meaning, I'm assuming that means is they will testify that they did what they're supposed to. And uh, when the judgment that Hashem, the Bezin Shemayla, agrees that they're worthy, they will be giving the reward. And if the opposite, the opposite, means to say that the Shemayla Arts, Rashi is explaining, they are regular, they're, they're complete Adam, they're regular Adam. Just like any other Adam comes, testifies, makes a change in what the, the judgment will be, and also has to be there to actually be the first ones to carry out the judgment. Same thing with the Shemayim Arts. They will also give their edus, and they will be the first ones to um, execute the judgment. They're not just coming to listen to the warning and know if they f- will fulfill uh, their agreement or not. Rather, also coming to affect to make something happen as Edom with regarding what they are testifying about. Vav. So according to this, we could also understand all the other dukum we had, since in our Pasik there's an added idea, something new, that they were literally becoming the witnesses the purpose of witnesses uh, giving a warning in front of Edom is not just that they could punish you after a period of time, saying, look, you were warned, we saw you were warned, and then we saw you did it anyway. The purpose is that the one who's being warned knows and feels how stringent and how strict this item is. And knowing that he will be punished and there's Edom and he was warned, that will actually get him to stop doing what he was doing. That's part of the purpose of the warning is that you actually won't do it. So when Moshe Rabbeinu told the heavens and earth that they were going to be Edom, So the question is, there's automatically, once you're telling the heavens and the earth that they're going to be Edom, you're automatically going to have a question, wait a second, if he's speaking to the heavens and the earth and the Jewish people don't know, we're missing an important and a fundamental part of the Edus, the warning is that the Jewish people should know that they're being warned in front of Edom. I, what about he already told them about this in Parshan and Seven? 
He says, that's not true. That was, we already upshlugged that. That's not what Rashi was trying to say. That's clearly not the Pasuk saying. And that is not what Rashi was trying to say. Rashi agrees and understands that the, the, that shtickle of Hadith Bechemes, Hashemah Arts and Parshans and Tzavim was something totally, uh, it was a different speech. That was about choosing life. And they were used as symbols. So the question is, did the Jewish people actually know that the Shemaim arts were also going to be used as actual witnesses. Therefore, Rashi tells them, no, they were, old. they were told that they were being Edom. And the Pshad is not, very important, it's not the speech that he gave them, because again, that was not, they were not appointed as witnesses over there, according to Rashi, they were just used as symbols. Rather, it's the end, the last few psukim, when Moshe Rabbeinu told the, the, the Levim to gather the Zakanim the and the elders of the Jewish people uh, to come, and then in front of them he tells them, I'm going to be uh, making that Shemaim arts Eidim. So the last few psukim over there in Parshas Yelach is when the Jewish people found out that they're going to be in Shemaim arts Eidim. That's when he told the Jewish people, specifically, as I mentioned, the elders who course, would have given it over to the Jewish people. Um, that he's appointing them as Eidim Now it's understood uh, the help and the effect that the Shemaim arts were becoming Eidim and how that helped the Asra because the Jewish people actually did know about it. Look at our even though that speech was actually said to the Levim who were carrying the Aram B'Sashem, Hashem, but he was telling them to gather the Zakanim to come and listen to the speech and hear what's going on. Um, so it's clearly that's what they did. They got the elders and the Moshe Rabbeinu uh, told them that I'm going to be Hadesa B'Chemes Hashem Arts and then goes through the whole Shir Sezinu, as, as, as you can see clearly from the last two Pesachim there. Sifzar. According to this, our question of Sif is actually even stronger. Earlier we mentioned that the Shemaima arts are only Adim for the song of Parsha Sazinu. While the words of Moshe Ben to Bnei Yisrael and Parshat Tzavim, they're not Edim, rather they were a symbol. So Abiyah So this is Pshat. But Parshat Tzavim, Omer Moshe, Hadisi v'Chama Hayyim es Hashemayim v'Saratz Achayim v'Mabes v'Charta v'Chayim Antichia At v'Zarecha. Parshat Tzavim, Moshe Benu says that he's making Shemayim Aretz the symbols um, regarding. The, 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 regarding life and left, life, life and death, that you should choose life in order that you will live, you and your children. Meaning that the Edis, which is referred to in Parshas Nitzavim, is only regarding the fulfillment of mitzvahs, Torah mitzvahs in a general manner, and also the punishment and the reward, the punishment which is Shaykh to doing Torah mitzvahs in general. When you do, when you do Torah mitzvahs, you get reward, you have life. If you don't, there's death. He says, this is the reason why you don't need Edim. You just need a symbol. Meaning, because there's no Shash that at some point of time, the Bnei Yisrael will um, contradict 
and say that never was the giving of the Torah mitzvahs. This is something which is something which is public, and everybody knows it. It's been transferred from Yidim from generation to generation. At this point of time, we're doing it for thousands of years. So anyone who would come and say that there is no Torah mitzvahs and it's not a real thing, um, we wouldn't need an edus in a sense to say that 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 that's incorrect. Everybody knows that there is Torah mitzvahs, and you didn't know um, what our obligations are. And therefore, all that's needed is a reminder, a symbol, a sign. And therefore, all that's needed is some type of the reminder that the Yidin will remember the Torah mitzvahs and the punishment which is related to this. And this is according to the two Purushim that Rashi gave, meaning is either there's just the general idea that when they see the Shema Aretz, that's similar to the handshake. That remember, yes, we made this agreement. There's Shema Aretz, that was our agreement. So whenever you look up the Shema, look up the Aretz, that will remind you that the agreement was made. Or two, even more than that, when you look at the Shema Aretz, you actually think and meditate how they fulfill what Hashem wants. So for sure, we should. On our parsha, the the content of the shir is not just about the essential obligation that Yidin needed to Torah mitzvahs. Rather, within this, the words of the bris, there's many, many details. So it's not just a general edus, oh, you're supposed to keep Torah mitzvahs. We wouldn't need an edus for that, as we just mentioned. We just need a reminder. Rather, we need an edus for the details that which are said in the parsha. But I'll came. Therefore, it's possible that there could be a Metzius that the Yidin will say, we never accepted upon ourselves this bris. Meaning is, yes, of course we have Torah Mitzvah, but the particulars of this bris, this we never had. That answers, by the way, one of the questions why the Rashi changes the Lashon from the Torah, uh, like the like the, like, like the Sifri had, and says specifically the bris. Because according to Rashi, saying, our parsha is not saying that they need an edist for the Torah in general, because of course they're gonna, they, they know that there's a Torah. They're not gonna ever say that there never was a Torah. Rather, the, the, they, might, they might negate the acceptance of a particular bris with these details which are mentioned in this parsha. And he says also this won't help some type of simon and ice, even if according to the second shot of Rashi that they're looking at the Shemaim arts reminds you to do what Hashem wants because it itself does what Hashem wants, but that's not going to help you to remember details. He says a simon only reminds you about the general idea, but it, but it doesn't remind you and it's not pale that you should remember all the different details. So there's no point having a, a handshake. Like a handshake doesn't remind you of all the different details of the agreement. The agreement you got to remember on your own. The handshake is just to remind you, yes, there was an agreement. Uh, maybe that's why it's a good idea to write it down. So you remember all the details of what the agreement is. And we saw, and we shook hands. But the, the handshake, again, only helps that there was an agreement. The details are not going to help. So in our partial, it's talking about the bris, and there's many details. There's no point having just the simon. You actually need Adam. You need Adam that were there, who saw what happened, and remember all those details. Uh, and that's basically really what the shira is. The shira itself is the warning which we have, and the Adam are there to say, yes, you did get this, you did get this warning. So you can't say, oh, we never received parashas, as you know. But there was Adam that says that we did get it. Therefore, regarding the bris, we need Adam. 
and they hear all the different details of the warning and they serve as witnesses until they actually fulfill the the edis itself as we said they're the first to punish the first to reward so that answers all the different questions we had at the beginning of the Sikha. So now we're going to be going into the the wondrous halakhic ideas that we can learn from these Rashis, this Rashi. So he says, So the question is, since Rashi says the Shemaim and the arts are both being uh, used as witnesses, why doesn't he quote in his Divra Maschol Hazinu Hashemaim Vesishma Arts because Lechaira his Pshat is also going on the words Vesishma Arts and we know that Rashi's Divra Maschol always includes the words that he's coming to explain so he says we'll answer this question to ask another question we know that the rule is that Edim need to serve as a group that our testimony is based on two Edim testifying about a particular Indian. And they need to um, see and the, the same thing, or hear the same thing. So the Sha'ala is, Kevin Shalomayim Amar Moshe Hazinu, La'art Sishma, Ha'im Shnei Edim Nifradim, Nimsha Sechasa Kam Inyan Edis. So the Sha'ala is that Moshe gave the Shamaim arts two different tasks. The Shamaim got the tasks of Hazinu, the arts got the task of, of Sishma. So these are two different types of witnesses. In other words, we have a rule that the Edim always need to be testifying about the same Inyan. So from the words that Moshe used, it seems like he's actually giving them two different jobs. One, he's giving the job of Azinu, and the other, he's giving the, word, the job of Sishma. Um, we'll explain this a bit more. I know it's, it's like hard for us to understand the question because we're explaining it so far according to Pshuta Shamikra. So according to Pshuta Shamikra, the Hazana listening, the Azinu and also the Indian of Sishma is exactly the same thing. They're hearing and seeing the same thing. But we're see according to Alpider Shadush Valacha, the Rebbe is going to say in the next thing, we're going to see these are two different inyanim. So he says, Alpider Shadush Valacha, Isa Besifri. So the Sifri brings, Shaidim Eidim, Imdim Sadivrei Muchavanim Kachad, Edusim Kiamas, the love, Ene Dusim Kiamas. That when Eidim testify, if their words fit together, then it's then it's a good Eidus. If not, then it's not a good Eidus. Kach Ilu Amar Moshe Zino Shmaim Shaisik, O Shemaim Aimim Le Shemanu, Elabazana, the Sishma Arts. He says, if Moshe Rabbeinu would have, if Moshe Rabbeinu just said Hazino Shmam and he would have been quiet, the Shemaim would say, I had Hazana, but I didn't have Shmia. And if he said only Sishma Haaretz, then the earth would say, I only had Shmia, but I never had Hazana. So therefore, we can't be Adam together. Therefore, the Sifrit continues, Ba Yeshaya, Basamach Ladavar. Shimu Shemaim, Azino Arts, Litan Hazana, Vishmiya Lashemaim, Azana Vishmiya Arts. Therefore, Yeshai came and a generation later, and he also says, Shimu Shemaim, Azino Arts, but he switches the order. Why? Because he's saying to the Shemaim, don't just do Hazana, also do Shimu. And he tells the earth, don't just do Shimu, also do Azino. So therefore, now they're both testifying about the both thing. They're both testifying about Hazana Vishmiya, and also, uh, yeah, they're both testifying about Hazana Vishmiya. Avul Rashi Lahibi Dwaran Ilu Purushai, but Rashi doesn't bring this explanation. Rashi does not bring this explanation because it comes out that until Yeshai came, these two Edim were testifying about different things. But according to Pashup Shad of the Psukim, the Edis was 
was good right away. They became Adam as soon as Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to them. It wasn't generations later. That's when they became um, witnesses. Okay, um, so the Rebbe doesn't explain exactly how the Sifri learns it, but just throwing out some ideas, um, we know that Hazana, we said, is from something which is close, and Shemias for something which is very far. That's why it says the, the, the Shemaim uses the word Hazana, which is hearing, which is close. Arts is Shimu, which is a, a hearing from something very distant. So it could be, possibly, that when we're referring to Aden, we're talking about, it sounds like there's one aid that hears very close, and the other aid is hearing from a very big distance, it could be that they are hearing different aspects. I'm not exactly sure what the Sifri is saying, but it seems like if they're hearing it in a different way, then maybe they're also hearing it, meaning is like the Shemaim hears it in a more spiritual way, while the earth is hearing it in a physical way. So it's, it's not the same thing. This is, you know, this has an Edis on the Ruchnius, this has Edis on the Gashmius. They can't combine. Therefore, you should have to come and say, no, they're both going to have like an Edis on the Ruchnius and the Gashmius. I think that's something like that is how the Sifri is learning. But Rashi doesn't, in a sense, Take care of this issue at all. In the time of Zah, Hetik Rashi, in the cost of Rakas Tevas Ashzino Shemaim, the cost of the Tiu Atem Edim Davalashan Rabin. He says, for this reason, to answer this question, how could they be testifying about two different Inyanim? Rashi, to answer that, quotes only words Hazinu Hashemaim. And, and Rashi says, you will be Edim. Plural. Meaning is, Han Shemaim Atmehme Edim Lashemaim. Meaning is that, according to Rashi, the Shemaim itself is plural. So the Shemayim themselves are two Edim who are doing the Edus on the Hazinu. As we learned already earlier in Rashi that there's more than one type of Shemayim. Look at R46 from Parshish Yisroi. That Hashem lowered the higher heavens to the, and, lower, and, 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 and raised the lower heavens and they put everything, lowered the higher heavens and lower heavens, put on top of Har Sinai. Reschanan also, Shiva Rakim Rashik mentions the idea of seven Rakim, seven heavens. Anyways, the point is there's more than one, so they can themselves can do um, testimony. Then Rashi, in the middle of the Divra Maskal, says, Vechain Sishma Arts, meaning is they are Adam on their own. So similarly, Sishma Arts and Shigama Arts, he cut Adam from the Asma. Also, the Arts is a group of Adam on their own. And we also know that Arts includes many, many lands. And the Rebbe brings the proof from uh, 46 star, from Parshas Noyach, where it discusses all the different um, descendants and where they went, and it uses the expression of Aratzis, they all went to their different lands, plural, meaning is a different, uh, there are different lands. You know, there's, the, there's islands, and there's hills, and etc., etc. So it comes out that there is an Edus Muchavanis, because there are two groups of Edom. One is testifying about uh, Zinu, one is doing the Sishma, and however way Rashi is going to learn the differences between the union of Azinu and Sishma, whatever that is, I gave maybe one shot, but either way, each one is taking care of its Inyan. Siftas. That's one Inyan Awacha. Inyan Naisaf Allah Pirish Rashi, so another Inyan. Lachayr Tzarch Lahavin. Ketzad Zat Lima Mesha, Hazinu Shmai Vadamera, the Sishma Arts and Mifi, Umamana Uisam Bekachla Eden. Benayin Haraya Shachim Ratsain Lismanis Laidma Israel, Hanish Mishaivu. How can Moshan just say, listen heavens, and his, listen earth, the, my words? And, and he appoints them as Edom. Where do we know that they actually agreed to become Edom? And then, you know, become Edom for the Yidin, and to, to punish them if they become Chayv. Moshe Rabbeinu tells them to listen, but how do we know that they actually listened? And they said, yeah, we'll take those Edoms, maybe they don't want him. So, This is what Rashi's hinting, is that I told the Jewish people that you will be the Edom. 
Meaning, so just one question before we answer that is that in Parshat and Savim, we don't find that he made a special um, gathering in order to make these uh, Eidim. But in Parshas Ve'yelech, we do find that he gathered them together. He gathered the elders and, and the officers, and he's going to speak to them these words, that he's going to make the Shemaim Arts Edim. Um, so what's the difference? Why in Parshas Ve'yelech, he doesn't gather them, but in Parshas Ve'yelech, and Azinu, he does. Look at R49, even though the Rebbe does point out that even in Parshas Atzim we don't see a special gathering for, for making them the Hashemayim Arts Edim, but we do know at the beginning of the Parsha, he gathered them all together, so it is possible that it was just in continuation. So he didn't make a special group, but it was a continuation of the gathering they already had. But either way, we do find a special gathering specifically for Hazinu. Why? El Shizel Mahai Tamagufa, but that's for this reason itself. Kevin Shabikish Moish Rabbein Olayim Hazinu Shemayim Shani Mas, Behem Yisrael Vitim Atim Edim Bedabar, Zahikul Ezikne Shifteich Shatrechem Hainu Anshe Sanhedrin Beisdin, Beisdin Yeshba Koychai Lifol Ashmaim Arch Yasu Edim. He says, This is for this reason itself, meaning the issue that we had is how do we know that they accepted, them, they accepted upon themselves to be Edim? Maybe they don't want to be. The answer to that we know from the last week's parsha that Moish Rabbeinu gathered the, the Sanhedrin and the Beisdin. So Bezin has the capability to force the Shemaim Ba'aretz to become Edom because they can assign to them and say that you, this, is, this is going to be your job. And that's a hint in Rashi where it says, he's telling the Shemaim Ba'aretz that I told the Jewish people that you're going to be Edom. Shekach Amarti Lahem. Lahem actually doesn't just mean the Jewish people, I should say. Lahem means specifically the, the, the Zekenim and the, the Shaitrim. I told them that you're going to be Shemaim Ba'aretz. Meaning is, they're going to be enforcing this, that you will be Edom, you don't have a choice. And Yisir Mazu, I do some Allah Yisir Rak Bishmiyah Vahasra, Allah Kadeh Lahayyid Allah Mekayim Yiskaymu Hachshash V'Yikhishu, Ratchatzrichim Him Aflatzeyat Sadeh Yabdehem Yad Im Tchilir. The Edis was not just to hear the, the warning, but rather they also would have to testify against them if they, you know, if, if, if the Hachshash actually happens and the Jewish people say we never accepted Han the Sel the Bris, they will have to testify. And to such a way that, to such an extent that they will actually have to execute the judgment. So in order to become Edim, um, and specifically in order to actually execute the laws of the Beisden, then they, they need to be appointed through Beisden. So at least through Beisden's jurisdiction. Beisden has to give the jurisdiction that they are accepting them as Edim. Therefore, he says, I told them that you're going to be Edom. I told the elders, because specifically through the elders being involved, that means you're being appointed through Edom, and therefore we know you're Kashar Edom, and you have to do it, and uh, that's it. Uh, he does point out on R50, not to read it inside, that why couldn't Moshe himself just appoint them? You know, Moshe was himself was a judge. He was a Yachim Mumcha. So the explanation is, because we, Rashi already explained this earlier, that on the day of Moshe Rabbeinu's death, he says, there's no rulership. He didn't have the capability to judge and to rule on the day of his death. Especially since Rashi says also that uh, on the day of his death, he says it already was hidden from him the wells of, wellsprings of wisdom. So therefore, he wasn't able to do on his own 
therefore he needed specifically the base so the Pneumis Dikr explanation why in Parshan which is speaking about the fulfillment of Tara Mitzvah in a general way, all they need is a symbolic simon. But Masha'ink in our Parsha, which is talking about the Bris, they need a complete Edus. Why? So Yesh Leimar, but again, the Tara Mitzvah, he says the reasoning is because it's impossible that a yid will contradict and say that there is no tyra and be amazed and say that he's not fulfilling it. Why doesn't a yid do tyra? It's because a spirit of folly comes into him. He thinks even if I do a, an avera, I'm still going to be a yid. So all he needs is a reminder. He needs something to push him. And this Edus, we said, could be in two ways. Either One way is that when something bad happens, the Edim are there to, to, to remind you that you were warned, uh, meaning that they're reminding them it's because of your lack of fulfilling Tarim Mitzvah. That's why these bad things happen. Therefore, a person remembers that he's separated from godliness through through going not doing the Torah mitzvahs, and that awakens him to do the Torah mitzvahs. Or even more in a higher way, that's not just the in a sense the that they're reminding themselves that they're being separated from the lakos, but more than that, the shemayim arts himself are awaken them and inspire them to do the Torah mitzvahs. But in our parsha, it's not just a general uh, bris. It's it, it's not just a general fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs. We're discussing a bris, and the need for the bris is is intended uh, mainly to arouse a person to further invigorate his observance in Torah mitzvahs with all their details. For this, a sign or symbol does not suffice. Rather, you need a full fledged edus. The way to fulfilling the bris to intensify one's observance of Torah mitzvahs is by arousing and revealing the capacity for serious nefeshats within every single yid. And to reveal the serious nefesh, that's through, through the concept of an edus. So the Alter Rebbe explains that the union of testimony is only about something that is concealed. Because something that's self-evident a testimony is not needed, nor is it even possible, because everybody knows about it. And even something that will eventually be disclosed does not call for actual testimony. Testimony, in its fullest sense, is only needed to reveal something that is totally concealed, and it can only come to light through testimony of witnesses. Therefore, in order to reveal the Kayach Sars Nefesh, which is cherishes in the Yechidah of the Nefesh, which is something which is completely hidden, we need... Uh, which is higher than Gitli, we need an Edus Gemura. So it's a, a much more powerful, so uh, the Inya of an Edus is the Koyach 
for us to reveal our Pnimi Sanafesh, in order to reveal Messir's Nafesh. So therefore, the power of Shiro Sazinu, which, is, which has an Aedis connected with it, is that it has the capabilities to awaken within us Messir's Nafesh.